Welcome to the Elite Executive Podcast, your number one resource for all things executive health so you can thrive at the office, at home, and in the gym. It's my mission to educate you on how to sleep better, stress less, and maximize your productivity by taking control of your health. I'm your host, Oren McCurry. Let's start your journey to optimal performance right now. Enjoy the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, guys. Welcome to today's episode of the Elite Executive Podcast. I am your host, as always, Oren McCurry, and I am here as an Irishman living in Australia to talk to you about alcohol. Now, the reason that's funny is because I have literally lived in countries with big drinking cultures for all my life. Uh, Originally from Ireland, moved to Liverpool for uni. Obviously, uni is a very big drinking culture, regardless of where you are in the world. Then moved back to Ireland, followed by going to Glasgow in Scotland, which again is another big drinking culture, and then down to Australia, uh, where I currently am now a citizen and loving life, but uh, yet another big drinking culture. So... I'm not here to tell you that you shouldn't drink or that alcohol is evil and we need to completely cut it out, but it's going to be a part of life for most people, whether you're an executive or not, it's going to be a part of life. And especially in the corporate world, you know, if you're whining and dying clients, trying to win deals, if you're working your way up the career ladder, or if it's just a social Friday night, Friday evening drink sort of thing where you clock off a little bit early, you go to the local bar with your colleagues and you have one or two drinks before heading home. It's a part of the corporate world, okay? But when we think about it, alcohol is a poison, okay? It's not designed for the human body, okay? It's seen as a toxin. And what happens is when we drink, everything shuts off, okay? So muscle building, fat loss, they all occur in the liver, right? So whenever we have toxins in there, the body will shut off muscle building and fat loss until all those toxins are removed, okay? So essentially, by having a drink, especially if you're having it semi-regularly, you are going to be shutting down all of your fat loss, all of your muscle building until that drink side. So if you're having multiple drinks per night, you're, one, going to be taking in lots of excess calories that your body can't use or doesn't need. But also, if you're you know, if you're know, if training, if you're following some sort of a diet, but you're just having a little bit of alcohol, you're essentially shutting off all the processes in the body that are driving the result that you want, okay? So again, like I said, and this is going to be a relatively short episode because I don't think it deserves a lot of our time. It's something we're all going to do, and it's a big part of business. Now, Dr. Peter Atia, who I've mentioned before on podcasts, he's got a fantastic book called Outlive. He was on Andrew Huberman's podcast, okay? and Or either that or Andrew was on Peter's podcast. I'm pretty sure uh, it's Peter on Andrew's. But um, they were talking about longevity and the health outcomes of alcohol. And what Peter said was, which makes a lot of sense, right? Going teetotal is going to be the best outcome for your health and your longevity, obviously. Now, from his point of view, the the data and the research shows that one drink per day doesn't really have profound negative effects. Obviously, if you go zero drinks versus one drink per day, there's going to be you know more potential bad outcomes for, with one drink a day. But overall, one drink doesn't do massive amounts of harm. Now, the key here is that it's one drink per day. It's not two drinks. It's not three drinks. It's not that that means seven drinks in a week. 
And that means then you can go out on a Saturday night and have seven drinks and, you know, you're not doing much harm in the body. Okay. <laughs> Obviously anything over one probably does have a negative um, association with the body. Now, personally, I'm not, I'm not here preaching to the choir or whatever that, whatever that term is. I seem to always get that wrong, but I have a drink every Friday, probably every Friday and Saturday night with my missus. It's normally one gin on a Friday night, couple of gins on a, on a Saturday and occasionally if we're having a social event on other nights, I'll have a drink. Okay. Um, so I'm definitely not anti-drinking, but we just need to plan it in and we kind of need to work out like, when do we actually need to drink? Why, why are we even drinking? Is it like that you see it as a, a anti-stress thing where you get home from work and you have a drink to relax and you associate alcohol with relaxing. Right. But I would say nine times out of 10 for people, it's not the actual alcohol that's causing them to relax. It's probably the process of coming in from work, having a cold drink and sitting down on the sofa after a hard day at work, like that cold drink in your hand and relaxing on the sofa in your comfy clothes after taking your suit off is probably more of what is relaxing you than actually getting that um, that alcohol in your system, okay? Now, one thing I did want to show you is, or talk to you about obviously, because this is a podcast, not visually, is what the aura ring and i know i keep banging on about the aura ring but they do some really good um studies and do some really good blogs in terms of uh health implications now in the aura ring what you can do is if you've had caffeine at a certain time or you've had alcohol you can tag that in the app and it it sort of creates this little um report back okay where it has it's just feeding back to let people know or let the company know when this person has alcohol here's what happens with their health stats right so you can tag that i personally don't tag it but this is a nice little article now what what is affected now heart rate is affected so alcohol leads to a median median increase in resting heart rate of 4.8 percent so seven seventy four percent of members experience a positive effect in terms of it increases not that it's positive in terms of health outcomes but it increases which in this case isn't a good thing at all. And that means that when you have a drink, your heart is going to be working nearly 5% harder just sitting doing nothing than what you would if you weren't doing that, right? Now, obviously, in a world where cardiovascular disease and heart issues are rife, we we don't want that to happen regularly. If you've got a, cardio, a cardiovascular issue, you've got arthrosclerosis, you've got... um loads of other different issues with your with your heart health you probably don't want a five percent increase just from having a drink and you're sitting doing nothing thinking you're chilling out and your heart's having to work harder than it is okay now heart rate variability is one that i noticed and we talked about heart rate variability on the stress episode in depth but so my average score is you know between 130 and 200 um milliseconds for my heart rate variability now when I have a drink, that can sometimes plummet down as low as 30. So that's a huge drop. But in terms of the average from the studies that Aura have done on people, there's a strong negative influence of alcohol on overnight HRV with a medium decrease of 2.1%. And over 70% of members saw some negative effect, okay? And HRV is one of the body's most powerful signals of stress and well-being and a higher hrv is associated with good fitness and recovery while a lower hrv is associated with stress or illness so by having it might not happen with one drink for but for me personally if i have a saturday night and i've got two three four gins maybe more depending on how the night goes um 
I definitely see a, a decrease in that. So that's my whole recovery. That's my whole potential to uh, recover from the training that I'm doing, but also how I'm going to feel the next day is massively affected. And then the last one on this article is deep sleep. Okay. So there's a fairly consistent negative impact on alcohol and deep sleep, which is the most rejuvenating stage of sleep. And the average decrease is 6.9% on nights when members tag alcohol. So in terms of feeling fresh and getting your body recovered, it's definitely going to impact. It's nearly seventy, uh, nearly seven percent decrease in deep sleep on nights when alcohol gets tagged, and most people will see this. And one of my one of my amazing executives, Al, he um, he was in this point where he he realized that alcohol wasn't really doing him good. He didn't really like the hangover effect, and he wasn't showing up as the best version of himself. And he talked about changing this for a long time on our weekly calls, and he decided to cut it out because when he got the aura ring and he was able to see the stats of how much his personal sleep. Now this, I'm talking to you about the median scores here on average through the group. When he seen how it affected his sleep, his recovery, he said, no, not anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. And he gave it up. So listen, I'm not saying you have to give it up, but what I'm saying is it will affect your scores. And if you're trying to be as healthy, productive as possible, you may need to just take that into account. Now, for, for me personally, I do enjoy having a drink with my missus on a Saturday night. So it's not something I'm willing to cut out. I've made the active decision that, yes, the next day, my heart rate variability might decrease. My sleep might decrease a little bit in terms of my quality. But overall, I'm happy taking that. Okay, now, what happens if you're in a fat loss phase and you need to track your alcohol. Well, there's a great macro alcohol calculator made by actually one of my good friends. If you type into Google IIFYM, which stands for if it fits your macros, and you type, uh, you look for the alcohol macro calculator. And um, basically what this does is alcohol obviously has seven calories per gram, but a lot of the measurements in like my fitness pal and that aren't really accurate. Okay. They don't take into account, they may be taking into account the calories that are in a beer, but they don't take into account the alcohol a lot of the time as well so this has loads of options like light beer champagne it's got uh, distilled spirits it's got cocktails on here so if i picked a drink let's say for example so say right so let's say i have a average of a 50 ml shot uh, of distilled spirits so my gin every saturday night so say if i have an average of three drinks every saturday night okay so i can type in i can pick that from the calculator above those three drinks are going to be um roughly 300 calories, okay, for me. Now, what the calculator then does is it says, for those three drinks, if I'm in a solid fat loss phase and I want to not impact my results, it says, it's got a little slider. So, and I encourage you to go to the website and have a look at this so you know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's got a slider between carbs and fats, okay? We obviously, if we're going to take calories away from uh, any macronutrient, we don't want to take it away from protein. We want to take it away probably from carbs or fats, so I've got the option, I've got 300 calories that I can eat less on that one day, or I can take a little bit out of the days prior to that. So it's less of an impact on my hunger and my mood. So basically 300 calories, I would maybe if I'm having a drink on a Friday night in a fat loss phase, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I might take 100 calories off each day. Now this is going to tell me the totals for the 300 calories. I can either have, if I take it all from carbs, that's going to be 73 grams of carbs, less that I eat over that week to allow room for the alcohol. 
if I take it all from fat, that 300 calories is going to be uh, roughly 32, 33 grams of fat. Or I can go 50-50 with the slider in the middle. And it tells me that over the, the week, if I want to fit in 300 calories worth of gin, I can take out roughly 37 grams of carbs and 16 grams of fat, right? So then from there, you just literally go in and you just subtract those numbers off over how many days that you want to do. You could take the 300 calories from your food on the same day as the alcohol. You can take it over the few days prior. The only thing that I would probably consider is that if you are drinking like heavier, say if it's more than three drinks, right? Or if you're at a function or something and you know it's going to be a really boozy one, don't take too many calories from the actual day um, that you're drinking because then obviously it's less food in your system. You're going to get drunk faster and that's not really a good thing. That's why I would prefer if it was me, I would take the 300 calories um, from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday prior to drinking that amount and um, probably take a balance from carbs and fats. That's just how I personally would do it. So guys, I'm an Irishman on this on this podcast here now. I do enjoy drinks. I'm not saying you have to cut it out. What I'm saying is if it's something that you do regularly due to work or you're in a big fat loss phase where you want to pull off as much body fat as possible, you probably just need to be a bit smarter about it, okay? I'm never going to tell you to cut it out, but just start to think about it a little bit. And when you see the impact that it has on your health stats, You'll probably consider um, you'll probably consider dropping it or at least reducing it a little bit. So hopefully this has helped, guys. Again, these are short, sharp episodes to try to talk to you about things you can do right away, and hopefully this has been a big one for you. So I really appreciate the feedback, guys. There's been a lot of listens. We actually found out last week. Uh, I got a company, an email from a company that was saying that we are now starting to rank in Denmark of all countries for some reason. And I do have an amazing Danish client called Morton, who um, I presume is just telling all of his uh, all of his friends over there that um, the podcast is the best thing he's ever heard. So Morton, if that is you, then I appreciate it, buddy. Um, if it's just the people of Denmark who are enjoying listening to this, then I appreciate that as well. But guys, the more that you talk about the podcast, the more you listen, the more you leave reviews, the more you tell your friends or post on social media, such as LinkedIn about this, the more that we can get this message out to people and work on their health starting today because the benefits are huge across the board. And you'll know that if you've listened to the previous episode. So thank you for the support, guys. If you ever need anything from me or you want to have a conversation about anything here, just follow me on LinkedIn. You can go to linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash executive health coach. Or if you're already connected with me on there, just drop me a message. I'm more than happy to chat to anyone about your current scenario. And if you need to jump on a call for 30 minutes just to flesh things out, more than happy to do that just to connect and to provide some extra value for you. So thank you, guys. This has been the alcohol episode, which is probably um, going to be one of the best received episodes, I'm guessing. But I really appreciate your time. We'll be back with an episode next week. Uh, and we'll have an, hopefully my first interview with my client, Matt Rigby, uh, which I'm very, very much looking forward to. Guys, I'll see you then. Take care and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you for tuning into the Elite Executive Podcast with me, Oren McCurry. If you want to continue the conversation about anything in this episode, or if you have any questions around your own health as a busy executive, then the best place to connect with me is on LinkedIn. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash executive health coach to find my profile. Once there, please send me a connection request and I'm more than happy to discuss your personal scenario. But for now, have a great day and I'll see you on the next one.